was a hating ass nigga in the bus. Wow. That's racist. We're back. We're black. And we're ready to break some backs. Wow. On that note, welcome to another illustrious edition of the Hot Flies Wrestling Podcast. It's your boys Terry and Dom here, you know, to recap all of the wonderful happenings that took place Tuesday night with AEW Dark and Impact Wrestling. Yes, it was the first Impact Wrestling of 2020, and it was phenomenal. But we will get to that because I know you want to start with AEW Dark, especially for some, you know, for a particular reason. Mainly because of who was there with Tony Schiavone. So, you know, I always said that if we were the actual best friends, I'd be Trent and your boy Don would be Chucky. Nah. So, yeah. Nah, I just wouldn't be a part of it. Nope. You Chucky? Nah. Tony Schiavone and Dasha Gonzalez. I almost said her WWE name for a second. Oh. And Lord Jesus, um, 4K, 1080p, 720, 480, 144. Dasha Gonzalez looked good in all of them. Yes, yeah, she did. She looked fantastic. And, you know, they welcomed us to another fantastic episode of AW Dark. And if I'm right, it was actually also the first episode of the year slash decade. Yeah, yeah, it was the first AEW Dark, yeah. And then they, you know, threw it to commentary where you had Excalibur and Chucky e. T. I'm still not Chucky e. T. I'll never be Chucky e. T. The fantastic thing is we did get an awesome cone match. Um, I guess you can call it that. I mean, it lasted longer than five seconds, so yeah, match. Yeah, because it really, it wasn't really a squash. You know, Skylar Moore did get a little offense in, but when you, when you punching somebody and they laughing at you, why are you doing it? Yeah, it's not gonna really get you the results you're thinking. You know, also called end up winning with an implant. That's what you're gonna have to do, fam. Or do like Stone Cold did that one time and get that net gun and just shoot out of net like you're trying to trap a bear. Cause um, yeah, also called get the implant buster one two three. That was it. Um, surprisingly. They didn't take her hair though, so maybe she's not good enough for that. But uh, as far as um, Awesome Cone versus Skylar Moore, how was you feeling about it? I mean, it's an Awesome Cone match right now. Um, we've come to expect that it's going to be squash right now for Awesome Cone. Similar to you know how they attempted to do her when she first came into WWE before life happened. Um, that was a good way to put it. I am kind of intrigued at the fact that they didn't take a lock of her hair and just let Mel attack her. So I, I don't know if it's going to be like some kind of um, storyline thing where maybe next week they beat her up again or the week prior. Who knows? But I'm trying to see where they go with it. Maybe she's going to be the newest collection to the Nightmare Collective. Or maybe she's not worthy of getting her hurt taken. Maybe. Maybe they only care about, you know, stars. Which, I mean, if you're walking around with, you know, a belt full of 
hair, you probably want it to be like at least the top notch. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to go to like Sally's and get like some seven ninety nine weave or nothing like that, fam. So maybe that's you know maybe that's the case. But uh, yeah, if Skylar Moore was gonna make her debut, it probably wasn't a good thing to be against Awesome Kong because you should have known that was gonna be an L off top. Right. Speaking of L's. Rolling into 2020 the same way they left 2019. Hyper 2 and Kip Sabian teamed up against SCU. And we know how that, that turned out. SCU won. Uh, my boy Christopher Daniel with a live mic. Yes. I love to think he stopped him because I don't think he, he knew it was live at first. I don't think he did either. But, I mean, hey, it, it worked out for us because we got a fantastic, you know, Fantastic sound bite. But the match itself, um, it was probably what you would expect out of these six, you know, six gentlemen. Um, you know, the, the chemistry between SCU is always fantastic. The crazy shenanigans and stuff that Jack Evans be doing is just ridiculous. Um, he's been doing this for a while. But maybe y'all need to change it up hybrid too, because y'all still ain't got no no dub. And it's working when you're losing in trios matches with different third men. So it's not even like you can just blame it on the third person. Because the most consistent factor in all these matches is you two. Um, but I will say that split that Penelope Ford did in the entrance, yes, Lord. But overall, um, I actually like the fact that this episode of AEW Dark One does it for 32 minutes. You know, it, it kind of, you know, it shows you the video recap. In the beginning and then it just went straight to it so i enjoyed this episode of aw dark actually i'll give it you know i get a side of like a b b plus definitely agree with you there and i i think the fact that they didn't spend so much time recapping last week like they normally do is probably why we enjoyed it as much so and i know like, you watch dark you watch dynamite ain't nobody just watching dark that doesn't watch Dynamite. Exactly. So you don't have to like recap everything. And I know I saw a lot of people. See, this is why people talk about wrestling fans sometimes because I saw people complaining that it was nothing but 30 minutes. I was like, we have enough wrestling already. So a quick 30 minutes, you know, two quick matches or so, a recap, that's that's fine. That's that's perfect. Especially considering we get it free on YouTube. You want an hour and a half of free wrestling? Plus no. two hours the next night. I'm good. That's a, that's enough. Like 32 minutes to an hour, that, that, that's enough. On the other side of the Tuesday night spectrum, Impact Wrestling, the first Impact of 2020 took place. And, man, it was a it was a good go-home show to Hard to Kill, which is this Sunday. We just going to go ahead and get your boys out the way early. So, unfortunately, <laughs> the second match of 2020 on Impact featured the Desi Hit Squad. And they won, taking out TJP, Falaba, and Daga. This is a nice little trio, by the way. Very much. And I'm sorry, but I say this about a lot of big niggas, but nah, Falaba not, not diving through no ropes on me, fam. Him or Bronson Reed. 
I'd rather Bronson before a follow. So you would take a frog splash from Bronson Reed over follow? You didn't say frog splash. So a frog splash from Bronson Reed or a, a tope suicida from follow by. Give me the frog splash. You can right. impact for that better. Touche. But, you know, like you said, this is his squad ended up getting the win after your boy Gama ended up tripping up TJP, who did not dab. So I will give him credit for that. He did not dab in his entrance. Can we? And did it for him. See, that's exactly why Desi hit squad one because of shit like that. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Your man Johnny swinging these pizzles, man. Like he basically tried to slip Joey Ryan and Rufie Collada so he'll be out, <laughs> so that way he won't be able, you know, show up to their match next week, and. Who who ended up catching him? Your boy Tommy Dreamer showed up with a kendo stick of all things and made him drink the water. So mm-hmm. shout out to Johnny Swinger. Shout out to Joey Ryan. Just everything that they do it has been hilarious lately on Impact Wrestling. And stop being too serious, Twitter. Right. Because sometimes you need comedy like this and it's not being overdone. They just sprinkle it in a little bit here and there. Because you're getting everything. Because, like, right after that, you know, it was either before, yeah, like, right after that, you know, you had the Willie Mac and the Rich Swan promo, which was actually pretty damn good. You know, Willie Mac has been kind of doubting himself, you know, saying that he feel like he's holding Rich Swan back. And, hey, man, they basically had one of them talks that you would have one of your homies when he kind of feeling down on himself. I yeah. mean, if anything, I would say, you know, go listen to it. Now, I don't know if he was just acting or what, but even Willie Mack looked like he was getting a little, you know, a little choked up about what Rich Wong was saying. I legit thought he was going to break down the tears towards the end of it. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So that's why I was like, I, just just go listen to it. I, I think that'll be the best way to do it justice. But like, like we've been saying, the last couple of years, you know, Impact Wrestling, like, storytelling promo-wise has been, you know, top-notch and at the top with some of the best. So, like, but Impact just jumped off with just pure crazy pr- craziness. And I know how you feel about brawls, but. but no, this one was perfect because, like, legit, I turned on Impact. I'm like, wait, am I on the right one? Like, am I You thought you missed something right. And then here come Josh Matthews. The first impact of the year is kicking off crazily with a bra. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm at the top of the show. But I mean, Eddie Edwards was basically like, say, man, we ain't got to wait to Dallas. We ain't got to wait to Hard to Kill. We can go ahead and do this right now. And yo, now for people that have watched Michael Elgin in New Japan Pro Wrestling, we've kind of already knew that he hits hard as hell. But dog, he was clotheslining the ever-loving shit out of Eddie Edwards. And they was having their own chop battle. Like, I don't... I know they just hurt. Yeah, and I know... I believe you chose Eddie Edwards as your Impact Wrestler of the decade. Yeah, I did. And this match right here was just further proof of why Dom chose Eddie Edwards as his Impact Wrestler of the decade. 
because if you remember his work from back in the gap with the wolves and you watching like the singles shit that he's doing now and the growth and how he's combined both parts of himself into one and it's just shining like bro that was some fantastic wrestling to kick off impact because like you said it jumped off with the brawl so you kind of had like you know the hardcore element of them but then once the bell rung you know you still got the the crazy shenanigans but you also got the technical side too because michael elgin dog is very very versatile and can also you know what i'm saying like give you both sides as well but man that was a physical match but hey man props to michael elgin because that because that buckle bomb into the elgin bomb yeah that was a fan that was a nice that was a nice sequence right there um James Mitchell should be in jail. Definitely. Like, and even so, after they come back and they specify on commentary that he he locked Susie into a closet. He locked her into a closet. Jessica have Jessica have it took on Rosemary, but before that, you know, they showed James Mitchell and you know Jessica walk into the ring, and all of a sudden, James Mitchell just locked Susie inside of a closet. And, I, and is it still weird that James Mitchell is bald headed? Like, it's, it's still hard for me to get over this, dog. Because he still got the same perfect damn beard, but she ain't got no hair at the top. Like, like a diehard villain. <laughs> That's exactly who he looks like. But Susie ends up wandering, you know, wandering to the ring looking as as glorious as ever. She ends up wandering over to the commentary table. And dog, shout out to Don Callis because he was hilarious. Say hey, Susie. Hey, Susie. <laughs> but he was saying it so scared. He was like, hey, "Hey, Josh, don't don't say anything or like sit right here as long as she's over here." But James Mitchell ended up like seeing her. Yo, like the way he just drug her off the commentary table that's like some kind of abuse or something like you already kidnapped her basically you locked her up so that's like what false imprisonment i guess that's what they call it you know physical abuse because you just drug her off of commentary and bruh once after he did that don Callis said somebody come smoke this food <laughs> <laughs> I was done after that. Jessica having having ended up winning with the tombstone, and like I'm I'm sorry, ladies. Like no disrespect to y'all. The match was fine. The match was solid, but the shenanigans that took place around the match with Susie was just too hilarious. And man, once again, the job that Don Callis and Scott Demore has done over there at Impact has been great. Um, I know I've said this before, but I am glad that the whole Josh Matthews heel commentating thing is over with because him and Don Cass is like hilarious dog but as far as like the whole Jessica Havoc you know Rosemary Susie situation goes give us your thoughts on that and the match as well you know uh I love the whole Susie storyline right now um the fact that they have Rosemary and Havoc fighting each other. It's good for nobody but but the fans. Exactly. Like, 
that's a dream matchup every time it happens. Even more so since we're probably nine times out of ten going to end up having a, a last right match, probably for possession of Susie. <laughs> Susie on the cage, man. <laughs> <laughs> The fact that me and Matt should probably get down and end up in the middle of the match. Let your tap on you. That would be that would be hilarious. Like low key James be grabbing her like how uh security grab people on uh head of state. Man, like he low key be kind of snatching her up a little bit. Like case in point where I'm just like Hey man, somebody didn't know what was going on. Like on Raw, um, they caught the laws on you, and you know, probably be in jail. The old man. I need to come smoke this food. I don't even remember the last time I've heard somebody say that. It, and I think that's what what made it funny because he caught me off guard too. Because I was like, wait a minute, what did he say? I mean, at least it wasn't moral because you know he probably would have been like, somebody need to do like power and cancel Christmas on me. Somebody needs to do him like Dre on power and go back. Oh, yeah, you know what? You're right. You are definitely right. Um, I'll take smoke this food. I will too. The main event was, you know, RVD and Moose. They took on Rhino and Brian Cage. But I know what your main focus is. So how mm-hmm. did you feel about the main event of the evening? Fuck. Impact Wrestling and Axis for going to commercial in the middle of Katie Ford's entrance. You, you, you don't give somebody a tease like that and then snatch the rug under from under their feet. Technically, that's why it would be called a tease, though. Damn. But the uh, the match, you know, it was, it was a solid match, honestly. Um, I laughed personally watching Moots go to the top rope. And almost slipping bust his ass trying to do a five star frog play. Just him going to the top rope in general, because for one, he's so tall, and two, that ring is so damn small. It's it's not a good combination. Nope. And then the fact that he almost failed didn't make it no better. Bashmania would have been like knocking on his dough. Because fam, you can't have a camera this close to him <laughs> with the fall. Cause you can't even try to play it out. You really can't. That's like telling somebody to like roll out the ring to record their reaction on live television. So, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Brian Cage and Rhino ended up picking up the win over RVD and Moose, uh, pretty much building towards the matches this Sunday at Hard to Kill. I honestly have no complaints about the main event. It's what we expected from the tag team match. We had a few shenanigans here and there, but overall, it was a solid match because we're building towards the pay per view. Keeping with that, uh, building towards the pay per view, Madison Rand, Kiara Hogan, and Taya Valkyrie took on ODB, Jordan Grace, and Tennille Dashwood. <laughs> ODB literally was wrestling with a flask in her hand the whole hot tag. <laughs> That's vintage ODB, though. That's true, but man, her grip on that flask and got a whole lot better over the years, having it. Because I'm talking about she was doing a little bit of everything. She kept up with it, 
the whole nine fam. But she I mean, ended up. She probably had some stick on her hand. So she had any better, any better than Hangman Page going rob private party last week on Dynamite? No, but at the same time, he wasn't like physically wrestling with the with the Brown though. Like he was, just, he was just sitting down doing commentary. He was just talking, though. Like, ODB is physically in there, like, you know, using all her assets and front sets with the flask in her hand at the same time. Sandman used to drink on the way to the ring. But he wasn't drinking while wrestling, though, like, at the same time. He was pre-gaming. By the end. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That was a long, that was a long walk to the ring. So I mean, he knew what he was doing. But ODB ended up pinning Taya Valkyrie, and Jordan Grace wasn't too happy about that. I mean, I don't know because maybe she wanted to get the pin. I mean, your team won, so you should be happy about that. But you know, when ODB offered her a drink from the flash, she knocked the hand away. So she challenged because I was sure took that shot. What? Like oh. In the words of Tracy Chapman, give me one reason to take this shot right here, and I will definitely do it. But um, do you think we will see a title change on Sunday in the triple threat match? Um, yeah, I think it's about time. It's been what a year. Yeah, she is the longest reigning. Yeah, she's the longest running knockout champion. So I mean, I honestly thought before they even added ODB that Jordan was going to win, and I think honestly ODB just might be there to continue the storyline post Hard to Kill, but still oh. give us a, a title change or take the pin. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so take the pin that way. Ty, you can say I was never actually pinned to lose my championship. Blah blah blah. I'd be very automatic rematch. Better to. Man, look, I know we give a lot of praise to NXT and AEW's video package department, but this Sammy Callahan and Tessa Blanchard special look that they did, it it showed a lot, man, especially like on Sammy Callahan's side. Because if you notice, like on Tessa's, you know, she had like Magnum TA talking to, you know, for like a family and, you know, a few, you know, Hall of Fame was like, you know, talking about Tessa Blanchard. But on Sammy's behalf, though, it was literally just him. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the the stuff he said about his parents, though, I was it kind of made it, it gave me a different perspective on it. Definitely, because I, I honestly never knew that about his parents. No, I didn't either. And the fact that he, you know, actually decided to tell us for once and let us end to his life and why he is the way that he is and does some of the things that he does. It kind of, you know, makes you take a step back and look at him like, okay, I see why you do everything that you do. Right. Honestly, why you left NXT and ended up over here in Impact in the first place. And why he grinded, you know what I'm saying, so hard to become the draw that you know that he is. But um, yeah, man, the vid, like I said, the video package was uh, fantastic. Um, overall, what were some of your, you know, besides you know Sammy's parents, what were some of your biggest takeaways from the video package? And 
did it get you even more excited for their match at Hard to Kill? Definitely. And I mean, well, unfortunately, I, I kind of hate it because, you know, when you have high, high, high expectations for things, sometimes it doesn't live up to those expectations. But um, I'm seriously going into the match Sunday with extreme high expectations, unfortunately, because the build to this match has been phenomenal. Um, when they first announced the match, I wanted Tessa to win. At this point, I don't care. It can go either way. Because the match is January, and it's safe to say that this is probably going to be the match of 2019 across our promotions. 2020. Whatever. <laughs> 2019, 2021. You living in the past, man. It's going to be the match of the decade for the 20s. How about that? Hey. I can see that. They've already showed they are they got great chemistry. And I mean, hearing Tessa talk about like the the, the backstage politics that went into her, like actually doing the intergender matches more on impact and becoming uh towards this feud and talking with Don Callis, it's gotten more as far as hey, do you think you can actually hang with the guys? And She's like, what you mean? Hell yeah, I've been hanging with the guys. I train with guys. Like, come on now. So it's like every time you think you can find a reason to try to discredit Tessa, she gives you another reason why she's deserved and earned this spot. That was a hell of a shine she had on that eye too. Yeah, and I don't know if that's just natural or if they had a little bit of makeup added to it, but Bruh. Yeah, that looked nasty. But um yeah, man, like I'm not gonna lie, like I wholeheartedly wanted Tessa to win, but after after this special look and you know what I'm saying, hearing Sammy's story, I kinda want him to retain now. See? Because like cause it, it gave me a like I said, it gave me a different look on him. And like that I kind of want him to retain, but at the same time, y'all can't do all of this with with Tessa and not, you know, give us the payoff because honestly, it really wouldn't be no point for them to have a rematch if she loses. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, at this point, everybody else in OVE pretty much have other things to do that night, so it's not like we should get a whole bunch of interference on their behalf. Exactly. So, um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it. You probably you probably gonna be surprised by this, but I get this episode of Impact of A. No, I, I thought it was I thought it was a good, especially for a go, you know, a go home show. You lead into a pay-per-view. Like all the major storylines, they advance, whether it's you know, video you know, video package or actually in the ring. So yeah, man, I give this episode of Impact a solid A. I really enjoyed the two hours that I watched. I definitely agree with you there, and the fact that it was not only a go-home show, but the first show of the decade and year. I mean, unfortunately, Impact, you know, it's up and down because of their network distribution, but their in-work production has always been fantastic. Exactly. And this right here is proven that Impact ain't 
ain't slacking no time soon, no matter where they're coming from, whether it's Spike TV, Pop, Destination America, Access, YouTube. They're going to give you some, some hella fire wrestling with some good storylines to go with it. But luckily, they do have this deal with Access TV, so we don't have to worry about them having any, you know, network issues, at least at least for this year. You're right. So now everybody, well, that at least has the chance to watch Access TV will be able to, like, finally see what me and you have been saying, like, for the last couple of years, that besides the TV deal, like, Impact has been putting on some of the best in-ring work that you could ask for. Like, there was a reason why folks was up in arms when the Broken Hearties first started. Exactly. People was was talking about Eddie Edwards. There was a reason why people was talking about Kurt Angle and his impact run. See, I said Kurt. I didn't say the other one. Thank you. Thank you. I noticed it. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode was some of the most sought-after free agents when their impact contracts ended. Like, they were legit consistently giving you four to five-star matches. And now you got Tessa, who is about to become a free agent now that I think about it. So depending on what happens Sunday would tell us a lot as far as like her possible future goes. Mm-hmm. I feel like, like if she wins, she's going to Then she either probably already resigned or she will resign. Right. Now if she loses, she could possibly be out the door. But either way it go, um, I'm looking forward to to Impact Wrestling. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to Hard to Kill Sunday. But until then, go ahead and let the people know where they can find the surf. You can go ahead and check out your boys at highflyerspodcast.com. You can follow, like, subscribe, you know, subscribe, follow anywhere you get your podcast. Spotify. <laughs> at High Flyers Podcast. Uh, follow us on Facebook, High Flyers Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Podcast Flyers. Follow Dom, the great Muda of Smoking Buddha, at Freshly Snipes 21. Follow me, the certified G of Keeping It Real, at underscore Bobby Digital. And we'll be back probably in about you know, six to 12 hours to give y'all our Wednesday Night Wars episode. We're going to let y'all marinate on this episode. But until next time, we will see y'all later. Peace.